Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm coming to you with the most important commercial that I've ever done. All of you know what my pillow and myself have gone through in the last five months in my efforts to bring the truth forward. Well, it's all come down to this. I'm having a cyber symposium on August 10th, 11th, and 12th. This historical event will be live streamed 72 hours straight on my new platform, frankspeech.com. You can help by getting everybody you know to go to frankspeech.com now. To help support this cyber symposium event, I am offering some of the best prices ever on my pillow products, but they're only offered at frankspeech.com. Go to frankspeech.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to receive these exclusive MyPillow offers. Thank you and God bless. Make sure and put the code word Kate, K-A-T-E. This will get you up to 66% savings at MyPillow.com. The code word Kate, my first name, K-A-T-E. Help support Mike, help support this show, and help support yourself in getting some amazing, amazing products. These are the best ones I've ever owned. Go to MyPillow.com, code word Kate. We wish we had enough crayons to explain this, but more government does not make you more free. The Kate Daly Show starts now. This thing called messenger RNA, or mRNA for short, that transmits the critical information from the DNA, our genes, to the protein, which is really the stuff we're all made out of. This is the critical information that determines what a cell will actually do. And so we think of it like an operating system. And it's not just in every cell of our body, it's actually in every cell of every organism alive. It's the same thing. And so if you could actually change that, which we call the software of life, if you could introduce a line of code or change a line of code. Uh, you can basically do anything with uh, synthetic uh, RNA, DNA. Um, it's, really, it's like a computer program. So, I mean, I think with enough, with, with, uh, with an effort that's not too crazy, you could probably stop aging, reverse it if you want. Um, uh, these are, you can basically do it. You can turn someone into a freaking butterfly if you want with the right DNA sequence. So, I mean, caterpillars do it. I always love it. The thought, I was like, gee, you know, what's the one thing on my bucket list? Turning into a butterfly. It's kind of hoping for that in my lifetime. Yeah, said nobody ever. Um... <laughs> You know, it's funny that they say it with a straight face, like it's uh, no, bait, no biggie. It's kind of cool. It's like new technology, like a new iPhone. It's uh, it's awesome. <laughs> can, you, can you believe this? Oh, you guys, Biden sweeping, uh, sweeping things going on in Bidenville. And of course, um, I will have Jonathan Dunn um, coming in. He's going to be speaking at an event tonight. And um I'm pretty sure it's at the Red Lion. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't have it in front of me. And uh, Jonathan Dunn and I, were we both had shows on The Blaze at the same time. And he's, uh, he's just such a good guy. He's from Ireland, and he loves this country. And he's got really great things to say. You're going to want to hear him. He's going to be really good. And then I have Chris Ann Hall. Uh, and, of course, you know, Chris Ann's fantastic. And then, have, uh, then I have um, 
Dr. Sean Brooks. He was the one that said, basically, um, stood up in front of the school board and said, uh, not our school board, another one, and said, uh, yeah, people are going to die and it's going to be on your hands. And what are you doing? And just real point blank about it. I love it. And so I'll have him on on as well today. And then uh, tomorrow, it's the Rebecca Roth show tomorrow, uh, 9-11. And I really, her books are, are quite amazing, to tell you the truth. Um, they just... They just open your mind a lot to the possibilities of, hmm, did they follow more or less the Northwoods protocol, the Northwoods operation that they had designed back in the 60s? Because it sure kind of sounds like it. And when you read her books, you'll see why. Um, metho- um, let's see, Methodical Illusion, I think, is the book, uh, one of the books. I'm trying to think uh, right off the top of my head. But uh, in any case, open phone lines you are just fine to call in and uh, give me a call and and let me know you know what's going on with you what are you thinking I'm sure you have lots of thoughts (laughs) and and this is one of the only shows you know you can still you know really call in on I just did Alex Jones show for an hour and it was a lot of fun I really like doing that this was I think the fifth week or fourth week fifth week Uh, anyway fifth time and uh, it's a lot of fun I like doing that every week Uh, kind of bringing some of the information I've learned Can I share with you something? I want to share this with you. You know, I was doing some research last night and I just kind of feel like they are always following the same game plan. And I knew that they had fudged the numbers with um, with uh, um, the 1918 flu. I knew they had fudged the numbers and they were fabricating them and they were hiking them way up because um, they just they just did over the course of. You know, 100 years, we are, uh, you know, we're looking at uh, totally spiked numbers. And I went back to polio to kind of look at what they had done with those numbers. And I found it a little, I found it kind of shocking, actually. So when polio was going on uh, in, in its spike, the interesting thing about polio was, is that you had 70% of the people who didn't even know they had it. Okay. They were counting those cases, by the way. So didn't even know they had it. A little bit like today, right? Like even, bit, even bigger percentage on this. And then 25% had fever or a sore throat. Okay. Then 5% had some stiffness and it was 1% and under. It was really 0.5% that actually had the paralysis. Shocking, isn't it? Because don't you think that when people got it, they were paralyzed, right? Okay. And it came from, you know... Uh, there's a lot of things associated with viruses, with cancer, viruses are causing a lot of things too. So keep that in mind. But so you have a 0.5 up to maybe a 1.0 um, in um, people getting paralyzed or death. And at its peak, you know, 35,000 cases in a year that I mean, it's not a, a, it's not the most tremendous amount you've ever seen. Right. 146 million people. OK. But there, here's where it gets really interesting. I'll, I'll tell you this, and then I'm going to take phone calls. Okay? So this guy, um, uh, Basil O'Connor, very interesting guy. Basil O'Connor, um, back in 1943, see, he had become fast friends with, uh, with Roosevelt. And of course, with the polio, that was what they gave in the press. Oh, he had polio. So, so he, so they became fast friends. Nobody really knows how. And they made him the um, architect of the National Foundation for um, Infantile, um, you know, um, uh, being paralyzed. I can't remember the official name of it. It turned into March of Dimes, by the way. 
And he started this in 1943, and their whole game plan was to work on an immunization, okay? He was really chummy with the Rockefellers. In fact, to the tune of the fact that they put on his funeral. I mean, they were there, and, and I mean, they are very, very, very chummy, Basil O'Connor. So Basil O'Connor is getting all this money from government, right? Because as soon as another year goes by, 1944, polio really starts to spike, right? Um, um, if up to about, what, 1952, 1953, and totally spikes. And all of a sudden, voila, he has the very thing that he had set up shop for. Now he has the reason to ask for more and more and more money. And this was really the first time that we were doing any campaign like this where everyone was giving. That's why they called it March of Dimes. The kids were sending in a dime to help. Okay. So Basil O'Connor is running this outfit. And guess who Jonas Salk is, you know, with the polio vaccine. He just happens to he just happens to be part of the crew under Basil. O'Connor. He just happens to be part of his group. I mean, you can be a coincidence theorist and think that all these quit. I mean, it just my gosh, he has the guy that invented the um, the vaccine for polio. Right. Wow. That was lucky. You know, he was quite a bit younger. That was lucky. Right. And so um, they started the campaign and they wanted everyone to have this immunization. And then, of course, you get into um, the mid-50s, and half of the shots were infected with monkey kidney virus, and they knew it. But they didn't want anyone to know. They didn't want to halt it because they didn't want to get a bad name. This is all documented. They didn't want to get a bad name. So they let it go. They said, like in that clip I played the other day, it was more important to put out the vaccine than it was to recall it. It was just more important. They got a lot of money to be made. A lot of money funneling into these groups, too. Does March of Dimes do some good work? Sure. But you have to go back to the game plan of how they do things. They get the foundation set up. They had a spike in, 2000, in, in 1916. And when they did the spike in, in 1916, okay, there was an article, because I looked it up. <laughs> there was an article, and in the bottom paragraph it said, it said, you know, with a spike like this, you know, we're going to need organizations to work on an immunization, an immunization plan. We need, we need some, some bigger companies to deal with this. We need an, we need an org, a government organization to start working with this. So hand in hand, government money goes to Basil O'Connor. It's funded by the government. It's funded by people. It's funded by corporations. Everyone's giving and uh, money explodes and they're able to get these shots in everybody's arms. The shots, uh, for we had 200 million people in the mid-50s in our populace. 90 million of them were infected. And then, of course, you had the cancer explosion that Ed Haslam talks about in the book Dr. Mary's Monkey. It's an incredible book. You need to get it. But we did not really have the problem that we're, we, keep, we keep being told we did. But if you really go back and look at the numbers like I did, it was kind of shocking because it was 24,000, 27,000. I mean, the numbers weren't as big as you think they were. And then, of course, um, it's in all the documentation under 1% ever got the paralysis. But they started this immunization campaign that everybody would get the shot. There were two things going on right before this, too. DDT was being sprayed. And, uh, and then also um, penicillin came on board, both things. So 
whether they contributed to it or not, I don't know. But I, I just find that so utterly fascinating, don't you? Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. I'm trying to get there. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Caller, you're live. Oh, hi. How hi, are you? Hi, good. You're live. You have about a minute. Good. Yeah, I really like the discussion that we had yesterday about uh, the mainstream conservative talkers. Mm. And maybe it's because I'm, I've been listening to radio religiously sure. since I was six years old. Mm-hmm. I still think Sean Hannity, Mark Levin, and all them are good talk I shows. I do, too. They may I not do get too. as deep as issues mm-hmm. as you do, but mm-hmm. I still think they have a place in the, in the radio industry and I do too. If I want actually, to get into did that deeper than I listen to you and well, Sam Bushman and others? Thanks. Did that did that come it. across yesterday? Because I think there are a lot of really good people doing radio that talk about a lot of truth. I think that mm-hmm. there are there are parameters that people stay in, right? Because you don't want to be considered fringy yeah. or a conspiracy theorist. They're really afraid of those labels, um, and so I think there's some things they stay away from. Um, so I I don't have things I stay away from. Pretty much I'm, you know, I want to, I want to look under every rock, but, but I really do respect a lot of them. I think a lot of them are very good. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I'll admit if I want to know what's going on in Afghanistan or if I want to know what's happening Mm -hmm. with the, uh, the latest spending bill, I'll listen to Sean Hannity. If I want to get into deeper issues like 9-11. Yeah. I like Tucker or someone Mm -hmm. like you. Yeah. I like Tucker Carlson. There's, there's a, there's, there's people that I really like to listen to too. And, um, we're going to have to yeah. hit a break right now, but, uh, so I'll turn your volume down, but I, 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 I love where you're, I think, I think where you're going with this, but, um, but I think, you know, the question was more or less, you know, am I telling the truth? How can, you know, somebody trust that I'm, do I think that I'm the only one telling the truth? A lot of people tell a lot of truth. But I'm, I, I don't have any other motive on this show than other than to look under every rock I want to. <laughs> it's my show, so I can. Um, so that was kind of a hard question to answer yesterday. Hi, call. Um, so anyway, we'll be right back. Kate Daly Show. Is your water heater leaking? Has your water softener stopped working? Are you calling every plumber in town and you can't get a call back? Well, at St. George Water Heaters, they'll resolve your water heater or softener problem either same day or within 24 hours. Guaranteed. Protect your investment with a courteous, trustworthy water heater man from St. George Water Heaters. No job is too big or too small, and they will even show up late at the same great rate. Visit stgeorgewaterheaters.com, voted number one best of southern Utah Angie's List and Home Advisor. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Come down to Rockville Town. Come out to my barn and I'll show you around. Step right through that creaky old gate. I got 17 chickens that lay green eggs. See, I keep old license plates. And there's our pony old Navajo that every kid in town is rode. That means company's coming. Company's coming. They say company's coming. And I guess it's true. I love this. There's companies here. Uh, Leon Lewis and his wife uh, were in a car accident and passed away together. And uh, this was his farm and and, uh, winning an Emmy. (laughs) Winning an Emmy. Uh, This song, uh, I just had to give a hat tip to this. It's got Red Rock Rondo, When the Rooster Crows, Company's Coming. And uh, this song was so cute. I I really enjoyed watching it. I know it's gotten a lot of plays uh, lately. And uh, what what a lovely couple.
truly uh, in this area. What a wonderful couple. And so, uh, so sad and unfortunate uh, what happened to them. And, you know, I just had to play it. I just thought it was that great. Um, but uh, it shows his farm. And I just think, what a good guy. What a good couple. Um, all right. Welcome back to the Kate Daly Show. I have a caller. Go right ahead. How are you? Hi, Kate. Hi there. Oh, good. Excellent. All right. Tell us what's going on tonight. I... I I, I co-founded the group Citizens for Constitutional Government with mm-hmm. Christine Wagner. So you may have seen us. Yes. Bring, we bring in guest speakers to help educate us on, well, we started out just educating on the Constitution, and we had Chris Ann Hull come in, but now we've broadened it to just, we're all hungry for education and learning right. truth and what's out there. So oh, I love it. today mm-hmm. we have Jonathan Dunn mm-hmm. coming in at 7 p.m. at the Red Lion Hotel on Bluff, and he flew in from Ireland. He's uh-huh. been in Ireland and has been trying to apply for citizenship here for the last 12 years. Mm-hmm. And while he's waited for this legal legal mm-hmm. process, he yes. has watched America do some crazy things. <laughs> right. So I he has him. flown here just this week. He arrived to do a tour here in America to talk about American exceptionalism, what mm-hmm. makes it great, and why why Good. he wants to come here from he's from dublin ireland i love I'm him super excited yeah and i hope that people would like and we we are almost a full house but we still have some open seats and i'm excited for people to come and hear what he has to say where will it be held it's going to be at the red lion inn okay. on bluff street here in st george utah tonight seven o'clock yes okay perfect red yep. lion okay i love this thank you so yeah. much for bringing in amazing guests by the way Thank you. You bet. You guys are awesome. Um, they just have such an awesome thing going on. And Jonathan Dunn will come in and, and join me. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Hi. Hi uh, there. Hey, nice to meet you. Me first too. time listener, first time caller. Ah, oh, excellent. Hi there. Uh, welcome to the welcome to the show. We're on the Utah local hour, but I don't mind calls from anywhere. What's on your mind? Okay. Well, you've been. Uh, I heard you on Alex Jones. Oh, perfect. To them a little bit. Let me turn this down. On. Sure. And. Talking about how Fauci and all of the different things have been going on with the COVID-19. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I have not heard on here uh, or even rep- uh, discussed mm-hmm. is what was going on with the Chinese back when all of this started, mm. when there were two Chinese agents, known agents, mm-hmm. caught at Logan Airport in Boston. Oh, uh, yes. That's the early part of 2000, right around January. Yeah, I remember reporting on it, actually, at the time. Um, I didn't realize it would become part of what we've just been through, this horror show that we call COVID-19. But I remember, um, I remember reporting on it, and it was really interesting because it wasn't at Charles Lieberman. I don't that remember they, the name. That they I arrested. Have to look it up. I'm I do pretty remember, sure. Though, however, yeah. they were paying a Harvard yes professor that was him mm-hmm. a lot of money, and he was also arrested by the FBI. Yeah. Now, whatever happened with these guys? Yeah, nobody knows. It goes into the nobody knows file, um, and we all have, I think, such ADD as a nation. Nobody even thinks <clears throat> to ask. I mean, honestly, that's really what happens. Nobody gets prosecuted. Are you kidding? Just average citizens that go and care about the Electoral College vote on January 6th. They get arrested, but no one else. Um, and uh, and the people on January 6th weren't even doing anything. So I look at this whole thing and I think, well, of course we don't know what happened to him. Nobody ever will. Who knows if he's even still alive? You know, I mean, maybe he knew too much. I don't know. Um, well, but, there has uh, to be know. a trail there. Yeah, I mean, you, you don't imagine. become a professor at Harvard right. and not somebody know you. I, hey, and I agree. And if you disappear, yeah. where did you go? Oh, I agree with you. Now, I can tell you a lot about the underworld. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a Catholic orphanage, but I'm a Catholic, nor am I an orphan. Mm-hmm. 
I've also been handed a gun and been asked to become an assassin, and I told him, turned him down. Right. <laughs> I've also had assassins sent after me, and I'm an average really? guy. I have no felonies. I Interesting. Speed tickets, but other than that, all right. Pretty average guy. Well, thanks for so calling I in. I know there's an underworld to all of it. Well, of course there is. Thank you for calling. I absolutely love your call. Um, you know what? I um, I, 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 we have a we have a pile of names that end up in the we don't know what happened to them pile. It's kind of like uh, the guy that ran the Clinton Foundation, Eric something or other. What was his name? Where where is he? Anyway, nobody ever knows. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Yes, I'd like to report some news. Sure. Uh, as we're seeing. They're very, very quietly coercing people out of their jobs. What is it, the 15th, a few days, yeah. the military? Uh, they're either going to have dishonorable discharges or bad dis- uh, conduct discharges if they don't accept these shots. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about the uh, largest employer in America, the federal government. Right. About 24 million uh, Americans are employed by them and what they're doing. Now, the military is about 10%, so I'm mm-hmm. talking about the other 90%. Mm-hmm. Uh, I assume this is every uh, federal employee, but a week ago, uh, Friday, a week ago last Friday, uh, email was given to every, uh, given out, and it says that you have to announce your uh, vaccine sta- uh, uh, excuse me shot status, whether you took the shot or not. But probably to protect themselves, one option was decline to uh, report, decline to give that information. But they say right underneath it, this is where the devil's in the details. They say underneath it, uh, if you decline to uh, give your information, we're going to consider you as unvaccinated, even though you don't say that. They're going to be treated the same way in different words. But then now what's happened after that seven-day period or five-day period passed, they only gave you a week to, to do that. The uh, middle managers are saying to uh, the employees that if you do not, dec- if you decline to take the shot, you will have to continue to wear masks everywhere, distance everywhere, and you will have at least one, maybe two tests per week, uh, or you will lose your employment. And, you know, we know that testing is a tool of the enemy. They use that because they can uh, give any kind of results of those tests. So we're actually aiding and abetting anybody that is willing to go through these uh, uh, phony, uh, dishonest tests of theirs. So I I encourage people at this point, if you're the federal government, to just uh, refuse uh, the whole process and you'll probably be fired. Unless a lot of us get fired, uh, we're not going to turn this around, or we get out in the streets and start protesting and marching. We need to have strikes. I agree. Um, any thoughts on what I just said? No, I, I just wonder what, what uh, and what if a company um, with over 100 employees says absolutely no to his testing or vaccination requirement? What if the boss says no? What do they, what will they incur? Did, did it say? No, this is the federal employees. I know. I'm talking oh, about 24,000 ta- federal yeah. employees. I'm talking about not, Biden's. Not You're I'm, talking about private industry, aren't you? Well, I'm talking private. about Biden's little sweeping move he just made as as king. Um, and so the the directive one of their one of his little directives will be that uh, businesses with more than 100 employees, right? Um, well, they'll have to test or show vaccination. So I wonder if yeah. if a boss yeah. says no, then what happens? Yes. Yeah. This is a really good point. A lot of this uh, occurred many centuries ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, mercantilism is a form of socialism, and mercantilism it really got going in Britain in the uh, 16, early uh, 18th century and the mm-hmm. 16th, 17th century, where uh, businesses could not be open unless the crown approved them. They had to have a mm-hmm. plaque, mm-hmm. On, and that's, and that's uh, the beginning of licensing. Right. There is, it's un-American that require anybody to have a government license. If you industries 
want to govern themselves, that's a different subject. Mm-hmm. And this is where they control everybody. This is why doctors are selling out uh, their principles for a decency, uh, because they will lose their licenses. This is why hospitals and so forth. We, we started this a long time ago when we started embracing socialism, uh, you know, 100 years ago in America with licensing. Uh, mm-hmm. So that the odds are, back to your question, the odds are uh, people will, uh, and, and businesses will lose their uh, license and, and well, shut them down. fines uh, for sure are coming um, for that. And, uh, and, you know, I hope, I hope everybody, I hope bosses out there uh, will be good people, will say, will be true Americans and say no. And then I hope that everybody crowdfunds court cases. Yes. Well, the courts might do some good, but the, uh, there's almost no chance. The, pul- the courts are so controlled that's going to turn things around. Uh, if you start going to government for the solution, we're not going to win. Mm. We have to. We the people have to get informed, educate. One of the things we need to start doing on education is to call the people that uh, all the experts you've had on your show and, and all across this country, the thousands of doctors and and uh, uh, biochemists and others, uh, virologists and so forth, on our. Side. They are the experts, and tell uh, every other doctor that uh, tries to confront us, no, you're listening to con men, and we can prove it because the science and the mm-hmm. evidence shows that. You're following con men, or you're, uh, and you are being manipulated by con men, and we can prove it. We are following the experts. You want to know who the experts are, and mm-hmm. then we can get their names and so forth. But yeah. back to your point, we've just, got to start mm-hmm. pro- well, I, I have, a, have a, a, I have a little it, disagreement yeah. with you, though. I mean... I don't think it is going to government to fight government. I think we're, we're going to the Constitution. And if we do have good judges, if there are good judges out there, um, and, and we have cases that are in the favor of our Constitution, then we're going to the Constitution for help by using the court system if oh, we can. Of course I agree yeah. with that statement. Here's, but the reality is there's very few of those. Well, very it's few. worth a shot. I, I mean... They, they go, yeah, well, you can sure, you can try that, but if you start think, putting your eggs in that basket, we don't have a chance. We, the people, have to get on the street. Now, I agree with you, but you, I, maybe you just don't, uh, I think you have an idea how corrupt the courts are. Well, of course. They, uh, they don't stand for uh, the Constitution. You know, as we talk, you've talked about on your show, the law schools teach them to ignore the Constitution constantly. Mm-hmm. You know, there is no collective group that's more ignorant and uh, more uh, in violation of opposing the Constitution mm-hmm. than lawyers. But flooding uh, the court system. Was, he was a president of Bolt Hall, one of the top law schools right. in the Western United States, considered right. the top, and he's as ignorant as you can get be about the Constitution. Oh, I know. I know we have so many bad eggs, but even a clock's right twice. And you know, yeah, here's right. the... Well, and, I agree. Try it, but don't put your mm-hmm. eggs there and don't put a lot of time in it. What we need to be is on the streets by the thousands, tens of thousands like him, and uh, uh, what was in uh, Melbourne? They had a million protesters. When when people get out there, then we have a chance. People, are, Other people are going to try to learn what we know, mm-hmm. and then they're going to join us, and they're not going to uh, and if we have a million, the mm-hmm. government's going to have a great deal of difficulty putting us in those uh, those uh, concentration camps. And, mm-hmm. you know, the point is, the worst right. thing they're going to do is they're going to put these shots in us or they're going to shoot us and mm-hmm. kill us in concentration camps. The next worst thing, if you look at the writing on the wall, is we're going to be untouchables like in India. Mm-hmm. I, I remember as a kid in elementary school, I learned about the untouchables, and it was so sad the, uh, that they were uh, cl- hardly having clothes. They had to live on the streets. They mm-hmm. had to beg. Uh, we're moving really towards that, too class uh, society and this uh, our class is going to be something like the untouchables i'm afraid absolutely thank you now i want to jump off a cliff but thanks um all right (laughs) so oh boy um yeah i mean it's yeah i know i know how bad it is i do hi caller welcome to the show you only have about 30 seconds i'm so sorry go right go right ahead that's all right i'm the one that called in on your break i just wanted to say 
I am a former teledata communication engineer on the space project program in the 80s. Mm-hmm. All the 5G, you follow the money, Kate. Yeah. And what you were talking about, the radio stations are mm-hmm. all owned by five different people. Anyway, I told you I would like to talk to you off the air. Yeah. But, but I, thank you keep you on that. keeping on. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> You're so nice. I, I know for a fact that you have been doing your research. Anyway, uh, I'll let you go for now. Really appreciate that. I really, that makes my day. Truly makes my day. Be right back. Kate Daly Show, and I will take your calls. Be right back. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. That means companies coming. Companies coming. They say companies coming. And I guess it's true. There's companies here. I love it. Welcome back. Kate Daly Show. Um, condolences to the family of uh, those two wonderful people. Uh, that song, uh, what an amazing song Red Rock Rondo did, uh, Emmy Emmy winning, and uh, yeah, just great. Anyway, all right, welcome back to the show. Of course, uh, here we are. And uh, Chris Ann Hall coming up, Dr. Sean Brooks coming up, Jonathan Dunn coming up, um, all kinds of things. And uh, of course, I will take your calls. Why not? <laughs> right? I also wanted to mention this too. Um, by 10th Amendment Center, you know, the uh, during the run-up to the 2013 uh, federal government shutdown, I know, you're like, which one? I know. Uh, the National Governors Association made a startling admission, and the federal government depends on the states to do pretty much everything it does. They have to get the states to, to cooperate, okay? And as the government was shutting, was threatening to shut down, the National Governors Association sent a very panicked letter to congressional leadership begging them to avoid the shutdown. In this email, the governors, you know, they they had an email that said, you know, states are partners with the federal government in implementing most federal programs. A lack of certainty at the federal level level from a shutdown therefore translates directly into uncertainty and instability at the state level. Um, I know we have a lot of bought and sold uh, governors. I know we have a lot of horrific governors. I have a horrific governor here. Um, but, you know, um, boy, if we can get some good ones. I know there are a couple uh, of, of really good ones. And this is where they come into play. And it'll be interesting to watch these states um, not follow along with Biden's little dictatorial, king-like um, executive order that he's doing. Can you imagine? I would hope, this is my hope. I would hope that the people that are even for him, I don't know how you could be, he's such a, a lying thief cad, but if you if you were actually for him, does this speak America to you? I mean, I'm just kind of hoping that we actually have um, the people with some sense of what it is to be an American at their heart. Let's just hope. Hi, caller, and, and can help fight this. Hi, caller, welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Hi. Hi. Um- First of all, Kate, I just want to tell you how grateful I am that you are on the air and that Aww, I can listen to you thanks. as I drive home from work. Ah, thank you. Um, every almost every day Aww, I can. Cool. And Aww. you talked about us being mm-hmm. amazing Americans. There are amazing Americans out there. Yeah. And 
I feel that uh, we're having such a, a hard time in the media, social media, in the government. Mm-hmm. I think really at this point, this is with, with my feeling here, is we need to really hone our skills at home. Right. And we really, we definitely need to put those cell phones down. We need to, we need to learn the basics of how to live, mm-hmm. sustainability and that kind of thing. And, and if there is anything we can do in our neighborhood, you know, we can, I can't do anything, I don't think, about Joe Biden. Right. I, I can't, personally, I can maybe write him a letter, you know, or something like that. Mm-hmm. But as far as what my circle of influence is, mm-hmm. is my children, my yeah. husband, and a few neighbors, maybe some church members um, in our area, right. and maybe some coworkers. Right. But that's where it needs to start. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, we're all looking for a hero, mm-hmm. but we need to be the hero. You know, <laughs> I mean, so I hate true. to be kind of cliche there, but it's true. We though. need to be mm-hmm. the hero in our own situations and yeah. just stick well, for our guns. I love what you're saying. You know? Thank you so much. Really appreciate that. Thank Heartfelt. You. Yeah, you bet. I. You know what? Um, I was reading an article a friend gave me, um, the guy that, that runs Gab, you know, and he was talking about having to live in a parallel, <laughs> um, a parallel existence, really. Um, take your kids out of school, you know, uh, going off the grid a little bit more. Um, I don't mean moving to Timbuktu. I just mean not being so vulnerable to everything that the government wants you to do and, and, and then still fight for everybody else's, uh, you know, liberty too, and your own, but we're going to have to get to a place where it's probably going to look like two different Americas. Um, I can foresee that. Can you, it's, it's going to get a little strange if we continue down this road. I I don't know what else is going to happen. I mean, this guy, you know, it's, it's the Biden administration and you want to know something that was really interesting in the article that the AP put out fraudulent little AP when they put out this article, um, what I found kind of interesting about this was the fact that uh, they said it, Biden's plans were previewed by White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, good old Red, um, and other senior administration officials ahead of the speech. And <laughs> really? Um, okay. I just, if they, if they do what they do, the states have to follow through with that and employers are going to have to do that. Right. They're going to, they're going to, everybody has to, has to, um, what am I going to say? What am I trying to say? Comply in order for them to get their wish. So don't comply. If you own a business, don't comply. Um, and, and I, I promise you Americans will help if you have, if you got a fine, I know that people would kick that in. I, I know they would. And so we're just going to have to get to a place where we're all helping each other and dealing with this protests in the street. Sure. Yes, I agree. I agree with Mark. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but we, it's going to take employers bowing down, right? Bowing down, afraid of a fine. And uh, you pay the fine or you fight the fine in court. Um, but we cannot do this to the American public. We can't. We can't take away their, their freedom. So we're going to have to figure this out. And we're going to have to get really creative about it, too. I don't know any other way. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Hi, Kate. Hi. Great reporting by Susan yesterday. Yeah, right? She did a great job. She always does. Yeah. In the late 80s, I crewed on a Coast Guard patrol boat. 
out of Miami Beach. Mm-hmm. We'd go out to the Palmas and pick up a Bahamian Defense Force member mm-hmm. to ride with us, and we could use his authority to do boardings. Right. And we worked with an aerostat system. It's a large boat with a cable attached to a big balloon with radar and data collection stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they'd give us boarding targets. Hmm. And that, 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 was, that technology right. was 30 years ago. Right. Can you imagine what they can put up there now for a balloon? <laughs> yeah, I've done some research on that. And I could not believe all the other countries were uh, all the other countries were also posting at the same time the same kinds of stories that we're doing over here too. It's worldwide. Yeah, I know. I'm with you. It's uh, it's crazy. Um, I'll take another caller. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Hey, Kate. Great job on uh, Alex's fourth hour today. You did Thank awesome. You. Hey, just wanted to. Uh, make mention of something you talked about the polio vaccine right. and, and uh, leading to cancers and so forth. Mm-hmm. There was a great Patriot radio talk show host, Dr. Stan Monteith. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but I know uh, the name. I don't know that. Joel, I, yeah, Joel, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Joel was a regular, uh, you know, weekly okay. guest on the on his show. Right. He ran a thing called Radio Liberty for years, like mm-hmm. fifteen, twenty, thirty years. But he was a former orthopedist. Um, in his medical training, but he uh, talked about when he was in medical school in Southern California, they had heard of a cancer case up in the hospital, a childhood cancer case up in a hospital in San Francisco area. Mm -hmm. So all the students in this medical school got on the bus Mm -hmm. and rode up there to go make rounds and see childhood cancer because it was so rare. Mm -hmm. And his training was in the late 50s, early 60s. Right when he was going through schooling and, and to see now we have St. Jude and all these, sure. you know, cancer hospitals for kids, like right. it's a normal thing. But way back then it was really, really a, a rarity to have childhood cancer. And it's just really, you know, what you it, said was really, you know, it, it reminded me of him being on there. You know, he died, uh, Dr. Ma- Dr. Stan died mm. probably six, seven years ago, but mm. uh, fantastic radio guy. Alex used to be a guest ho- guest on his show and, oh, and, wow. and Joel Skousen and, if nice. you talk to Joel in the future, ask him more about him, but uh, fantastic guy. But uh, you right. bring up great information, and, and you, 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 you rock it. Got to ask you one more thing. Sure. Did you get my did you get? Yes, my, I uh, did. I got that. Ball Justice I abs- shirt. Yes, I absolutely did. That was funny, okay, actually. Fantastic. Hats off to you. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Thanks. All right. Uh, one more call. Shall we take it? Why not? Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Okay, call back in real quick. I'm listening to your show. Sure. And you brought up about what America should be. Uh-huh. I'd like to tell you a little bit about my city I grew up in, out in the middle of nowhere. I have about a minute. I you gotta America make it should be. You gotta make it quick. I only have about a minute. <clears throat> okay, I can okay. do it in a minute. All okay, okay. So it's at challenge. the high school in my little town, out in mm-hmm. the middle of nowhere, there are twenty seven different languages spoken within the population of that high school. Mm-hmm. They all get along. They are friends, okay. but they are from all kinds of vast cultures, creeds, diverse backgrounds, and religions, mm-hmm. and they live in fairly good harmony. Okay. The school there is well-built. It's brand new. Mm-hmm. Uh, the community supports that school very well, All right. and I would like to see that across the country. Well, but the nice. school isn't in Chicago or New York or Where LA. Is it? Where is it? It's in the middle of nowhere. Ah, okay. Interesting. Well, uh... Thanks. And uh, hi, Jonathan Dunn. How are you? Jonathan Dunn just came into studio. 
All right, I'll turn your mic on. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, so great to I finally love your meet you. Accent. I know we've been talking for years. I know, right? <laughs> and we used to work true. together for yes. about two years, I think it was. Yes. So yeah, it's it's awesome. I'm so glad you're here. And uh, you're speaking tonight. Will you tell people? Yeah, I am. I'm speaking uh, in St. George, Utah. I'm uh, I'm giving a presentation, reclaiming America's narrative, kind of what you just nice. called or just said. Um, nice. As an Irishman looking in from abroad, I see what's going on. I see what's happening around the world. And the story of America, the idea needs to be told. And if and no one else is going to do, do it. Because I I, I, I've known you a long time and you're very passionate about, about what you believe in. And I love that. And I love that you love this country. And I love that you love what it was founded on. Not what we're becoming, but what it was founded on. And you know the difference. Absolutely. And I love that. Yeah, your it's country so is strong. great. I've never demeaned your country. There's so I much know. to love about your country. You know, the economy, the mm-hmm. weather, the climate, the military. But the thing about it is everyone else has a version of them. Now, America's still better than every other country, but not exceptional. Right. Why you're exceptional is the idea. Right. And that's what made you the superpower Liberty. that you are. Absolutely. The mm-hmm. idea of freedom. The idea of all men being created equal. Like, I, I hate this thing where in the media today it's, all oh, the left and America's so racist and all this stuff. Ugh. How can you have that when you're founding, one of your founding principles is we are all created equal? How can you be racist and even think that? I don't know. Does David you Duke think me. that? No. I, you know what? I think it's the biggest lie told to us. Um, you know, I'm not racist. I don't know of anyone that's ra- racist. is a hardcore word. I mean, it is so hardcore, but we get accused of it all the time. And you're right. It's I overused. Mean, they just tell a bunch of lies. Media supports it. And uh, media continues to tell the lies. And then everybody assumes that they're telling us something about ourselves that we don't even know. I mean, come on. <laughs> But that's the key. Yeah, you just said it, it there. That's yeah. the narrative. They keep repeating yes. it. And that narrative has now become mainstream. So what we need to do is instead of fighting and get all angry, we need to counter it with the truth. The truth about America's thing. Is America perfect? No. I talk about the bad days in American history. Korematsu. Horrible day. Right. You know, Plessy versus Ferguson. The Battle of Wounded Knee. If you want to come to me, it's funny. I see my friends on the right. I can tell you why America's better than a lot of people on the right. <laughs> but I have some liberal friends and they go, oh, America sucks and it's really, I don't know why you go. And I go, oh yeah, I'll talk to you about the bad days. And they're like, I never knew that. Battle of Wounded Knee, do you know 250 yeah. people died? Do you know why that happened? Didn't know that. Oh, okay. That's a really bad day. You shouldn't be celebrating that. Do you know about Plessy versus Ferguson? Mm-hmm. And by the way, all these Supreme Court decisions, Dred Scott, Plessy versus Ferguson, you live in an era where you're used to 5-4 and it's a bad decision. Right. These decisions were 7-1, 7-2. It's not even close. They're just unanimous. We need to address that and we need to tell the real story. There is bad days, but the core thing about America is really bad days. They all have one thing in common. Government. What you need to do is get back to the individual. I always say it on my show every week. It's the last thing I say. The secret sauce to America. America is great because Americans are good. Not because of Trump, not because of Biden, not because of D.C., because of your people. And if you can get back to that, you solve all these problems. It's not even located in the property. It's the people. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Land is land. I mean, it's what you put on that land. And uh, I really appreciate you. So tonight, 7 o'clock, Red Red Lion, you're going to be speaking tonight. Absolutely. And so you must check this out. Seriously, you'll love Jonathan. And uh, you just have a huge, huge heart. And I just, I don't know. I adore you. What can I say? say you're just a fantastic um and so i'm actually really happy you're here because we had tried to do this like years ago you and i and we were trying to figure out how to get you here and um man i love this this is good so tell people how they can get your show 
too. So if you go to theblaze.com slash podcast, you'll see me right down the bottom. You see Freedom's Disciple. Click it out. We're on every SoundCloud, or not SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, Spotify, nice. any of them. You're there. It's free. It's out every Saturday at 12 and Eastern. Have a blast. And we just talk about principles. I don't get too much into the politics. There's people who are much more educated, who study it more. Mine's more about principles. It's very more calm and reason. I try and talk things through. And we have some great guests uh, occasionally, and we just go through the issues. And sometimes yeah. we agree, sometimes we disagree, but it's about the core principles. And it's about why America changed the world, why you're exceptional. Right. And it's a narrative that needs to be shared a lot more. You got it. All right. So on The Blaze, every Saturday you can check uh, Jonathan out. And you can also check him out tonight uh, by going to Red Lion 7 o'clock and uh, be there, be square. Right? Uh, in fact, it's it, it really will. It'll be really good. Um, on with uh, Chris Ann Hall, of course. And then uh, we have Dr. Sean Brooks. And then again, Jonathan. So we're, you'll be able to call up and ask him some questions, too. This will be great. Be right back. KateDallyShow.com or katedallyradio.com. They go to the same place. And uh, look for show tab and show notes and you'll find all the notes we do on the show. And I'll probably post a link for your show today too, Jonathan. And uh, be right back. So don't go anywhere. What can I say? Mm-hmm.